0: monday february 5th and the dome Fumers podcast is back i'm your host christian Kruger. as always i'm joined with by neil Mieske and brian dorton and we're just lifelong astros fans that love to talk about the astros so boy let's go <music> episode 38 how's everyone doing yeah. tonight good
1: good monday, we monday took a
0: little we took a little week off due to the lack of news and our schedules with all of our work stuff and kids stuff and we are back for episode 38 our title sponsor is two ringers chupacabra <laughs> Um, that is the number two, gringoschupacabra.com. You can get on there and order their stuff. Put Dome fifteen, and they will still do the fifteen percent discounts on the best rubs and seasonals. Here is the fan favorite that we will do on a weekly basis. They're still will, they're still going to do for us to send out to someone that um, does something on social media, whether it be subscribe, make a comment of some kind, give us feedback. But it's two Gringo Their stuff is awesome. We love it. If you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know we do. That is the number two, gringoschupacabra.com. Check them out. Well, we took a week off, and then a trade happens. Now, (laughs) not a big trade, but that is so, so typical of this time of year in the Astros. So let's rehash it real quick and just give thoughts. Um, Not a major trade. They sent an international pitcher who I believe was in single A, Carlos Espinoza, to the Angels for left-hand hitting Trey Cabbage, 6'2", 205 pounds, 26 years old, has a ton of power, can play um, first base and outfield. Athletic guy. I've watched a bunch of videos on the last couple days. Um, I want to make one thing clear. Because there are sites out there that like click clickbait and want you to think that this is, guy's going to save the world. He had 142 strikeouts and 418 at bats last year in AAA. So um, there's a contact issue. That's mm. um,
1: now when he makes contact, think-
0: he can hit it. He can hit it a long ways. He has a minor league home run of 487 feet. He did play in South Lake, uh, South Lake, Salt Lake City, which there's going to be there's the going to be some kind elevation. Flies a little bit there. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Yes. It does. Mm, that's interesting. And when you're, when a division rival wants to give up a guy like this for an international pitcher, <laughs> yeah. kind of tells go. you something. Let's we've had enough. Yeah, um, I that. will uh, real quick before I go to Neil and then Dorton, I will say I like it um, because we need someone that can back up first base in the event that Dorton's brother doesn't perform like very, you know, very well, or he gets injured. So. Nor do we even know if, if your other brother is even going to make the team. Correct. So that's all, I mean, that's what it just, that's basically he hit 30 home runs, stole 32 bases. I saw an Astros website say that he's a 30, 30 threat. And I went, Really, mm-hmm. because he did 30 and 32 in AAA. Um, It'd be great if but he did. I mean, though. dude, I would take 2020. But I mean, th- what they're doing is they're trying to fill out the, end of, the bottom of the roster, try to find lightning in a bottle for a year or two. Um, so, Neil, I'm going to pass it to you first after I said my piece. So, thoughts on on, on that and what you think they're trying to do?
1: Yeah. I mean, Cabbage is a, is a body. I mean, he he's a a guy that maybe pushes uh, Singleton. Maybe he's the backup guy, a little bit more versatile. You know, we, we, outfield wise, you're talking about maybe it's Jokes or Cabbage. You know, so I, I think it's just Dana Brown bringing in low money. I mean, it's costing us near to, near nothing for this guy and and like you said maybe it's lightning in a bottle for a year rejuvenates his career I mean because I mean I think his stats I think where did I see it his stats in the major leagues uh that's 208 right 553 OPS with one homer three doubles and handful of RBIs and and, and
0: 22 games 22 games
1: 22 game sample right yeah Yeah. so uh not saying he's he's whatever the the most amazing guy but again i think this is a i mean you if it doesn't work out i don't think you've lost much you know i think it's it's a risk worth taking and uh, again we need some bodies we need some guys in there that uh that can potentially play for us you know i think you know you're talking about jokes singleton uh Matkevich, all those guys that are, you know, what's the difference in some of those? Well, here's, here's another guy in my mind. That's, that's kind of who we got just another guy in the mix that can uh, potentially show what he's got. And, you know, we're, we're, we've talked in the past, a little bit about Melton and, and Loprefito and their time frames and how we would prefer, right. If, if those guys don't make the jump just yet. And this may be a guy again, that just, helps those keep those guys down there develop a little bit longer and and uh, buys buys them some time and, and doesn't force the Astros hands to pull those young guys up when when potentially they're not ready. That's fair.
0: All right yeah Jordan anything you want yeah, to I mean
2: no I think I think Neil said it perfectly we're we're paying next to nothing for this guy. I have zero expectations whatsoever. But it's fine. I mean like Abreu came in last year. I had high expectations. I mean, I remember, I remember we were sending that spray chart of his that was overlaid yep. over over minute made being like Abreu might hit 90 home runs this year on that left field porch. Nine. And uh, there were times he couldn't tie his shoe and mm. couldn't get out of the dugout. You know, we're so hoping went, for nine. Yeah, I'm f- I'd be great. I'd be great. How about this? Well, I'm happy if Abreu hits above the Mendoza line. I'm happy if he hits 10 home runs and if his backup can do marginally better.
0: We're, we're going to get into that great. when we get closer to the season, but I want to say something about Abreu. I just want him to walk into the batter's box without the count already being 0-2 as he walks from mm-hmm. the on-deck circle to the batter's box. It Thank seemed you. like he walked. It seemed like he walked from the on deck circle into the battery box and was already O two. <laughs> okay, no, nothing about that. So, um, yeah, like, so let's just throw this out there. Let, let's say Cabbage hits two twenty, plays forty games, hits eight bombs, um, twenty RBIs, steals six seven bags. I mean, can John Singleton do that? No. I'm not convinced either. Like, I'm not convinced Singleton's going to hit 220 anywhere, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I and, and, and it's 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 competition. I mean, look the dude could the dude could ball out in the spring, or the dude could be terrible in the spring, and or it's anywhere right. in between. So you're right. It's not. It, it didn't cost anything. Very little. Um, it's not. It's very little financial cost. Um, I don't want to. You know, we reacted to the hurt, hater signing because it's such a big deal I don't want to overreact to a small trade like this but it does have me think that maybe there's not another move out there unless we get wild by you know bringing someone in for you know that's um, still on his first year contract basically I don't know I, I don't want to overreact because I mean like I said you can be approached for a big deal tomorrow but it screams to me that okay, maybe Hater was the move, which I'm good right. with, right? Yeah. And I was I was hoping maybe that we would just blow right through the second tier of luxury tax and get and get another bat or something. But who knows? We'll see. Um, yeah,
1: I mean Singleton, Singleton. <laughs> I mean, w- what we're really talking about in my mind, I, I think this is this has way more to do with backing up a brave than a corner outfielder. I mean, I, I think.
0: Well, that, I, yes, but I but I think would yes, like the you know the versatility. You well, there's know no I mean? doubt. No, there's no Singleton, doubt. Singleton has no versatility. No, and, and
1: you know you you've got you've got Dubon right, who who's versatile infield outfield, but w- there's got to be somebody behind first base. I mean, we we yep. can't we can't assume a bro is going to be just fine. And we'll play 162 games. So who's the next guy, right? I mean, who's the guy it, helping him if, along?
0: If I was again, he could he could flop in the in the in the spring training. But if I'm David Jana Hensley, I'm like, <laughs>
1: hmm,
0: not a good sign for me. Sure, right? You know, yeah. Now he could he could he could go out there and, and out hit him and out play him in the spring. Um, but you know, I think the Astros, uh, Neil, to your point, is they like obviously left-handed bat. They like the he does have the power and he has the versatility. And now let's just go see what he can do. And he has options too, by the way. So he might right. not start on he might not start on the roster, or he might start on the roster and be moved down. I mean, he has some options. Um. So there's there's the the, the trade cab is a waiting C C deal, deal during the spring training. One thing that I did want to segue to is a minor league ri- rival, going to be a rival, um, who I believe made the move of the offseason so far, um, is the Orioles, who I've coined and others have too. We've talked about it, who I, I think are the, the next Astros. Right. Went out and traded for. Corbin Burns, who I've absolutely loved. I wanted the Astros to sign him or trade for him. I guess I should say he has one more year of control. um, So it's a one year deal. There's already rumors. The Orioles go and I mean, seriously, they go sell their team. Someone buys them. And before the ink is dry, the new owners go trade for Corbin Burns. Like talk about awesome if you're an Orioles fan right now. yeah, Like, they've done nothing the last two years, and their team is constantly improving and getting younger, and and has, their farm system is unreal. Mm -hmm. And the ink's not even dry, and they go and trade Dia Hall, who we've talked about on this podcast, someone that I was uh, possibly interested in for a controllable left-handed arm. Uh, Joey Ortiz, a shortstop, and then I think a draft pick for Corbin Burns. Why we're bringing this up is that, to me, makes the Orioles the favorite for the AL East. Um, <clears throat> the thing they lack is pitching. And now they can slot all those dudes down, and now you got a bona fide ace because his stuff is Dirty. off the charts. Yeah, it's off Dirty. the charts. It's just a matter of him. Last couple of years, he's had some some injuries, but his stuff is off the charts. I personally believe the Orioles are going to try to sign him this year, like right now, to an extension. I mean, why not? They're going to be good for a while. And hope they're going to spend money. I mean, for the Orioles, they should. And mil, Wait, what is Milwaukee doing? Are you just like giving up?
1: Going in the towel.
0: Yeah, that's what it seems like. So yeah. thoughts on that? I mean, would y'all would y'all say right now, without knowing what the next six seven weeks is going to be? Orioles got to be the favorite in the East, don't they?
1: Well, not maybe not just the East. I mean, oh,
0: agreed, agreed. You know, it, it may be the,
1: you know, the the AL favorite going in uh and, and we all knew last year when when those guys were facing uh everyone in the our first round of the playoffs i guess they played the rangers right and i mean you're just i was a team that you really didn't want to play you didn't yeah. want to match up against those guys and they are still young
2: however
0: they are real good so, um, yeah. they are they, they are Dorton, however, I mean, you got it's Rutchman, Adley Rutchman's third year, Gunner Henderson, who just won rookie three, will be his second. You're, yeah, fair. Uh, Santander, you've got um, Mount Castle, those guys just mash.
2: I mean, they're, but then, they, but then you look,
0: they were You look really at good. the pros, you look at their prospect list, they've got the number one prospect in the world, Jackson Holiday. They've mm-hmm. got like number. 11 they've got like number 18 they've got like number 30 i mean they're they're loaded they're going to st- keep bringing guys up um and they have not not only they have prospects to trade cuz i think they're going to make another i think they're going to find another pitcher they also are their cap space they've got like 100 million in the cap room it's unbelievable now they've been terrible for a while as we know but i swear they they're they're it's a lot like the astros were before they got good
2: yep i i yeah, I mean, and you've been saying that since early—I mean, early to mid, mid to early last year—you've
0: yeah. been saying like the, the Orioles are legit. They're loaded, man. I mean, they're just—they're just gonna keep bringing dudes up. Um, to piggyback on that, I—I'm hoping. I don't expect Luper, Fido. Neil. You brought him up. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't—I don't expect him or Melton, especially Melton. But I don't expect Luper Fido, who's probably a little more major league ready to make the team. But I would love for them to be up in the second half or June um, because they can run, bring energy. Again, um, this team is getting older. Mm -hmm. Um, It always reinvigorates teams when you bring up the young guys who are chomping at the bit, who can play. and And Luper Fido can play second, first, all the outfield positions, can run, hits from the left side. So I'm, he's going to be the one to watch in the spring, see how he does, because um, he's that guy that I would love to see them bring up. And just be on the bench, play a couple times a week. Sure. You know, and bring some energy and see what happens. Yeah,
1: I mean, if, if I hate to say it as simplistic as this, uh, but if, if they're better, they should be up. But I know that doesn't always necessarily mean you get – you get brought up at that time. Uh, Right. You know, again, maybe we figure out some things on on some of these other guys, like I said, uh, you know, jokes is is the main one who, who, I mean, guys jokes played it regularly for us last year early on. I mean, I mean, remember there's no Brantley out there. And so, uh, you know, Again, we'll make do with, with bits and pieces here. And if we've got to wait on those guys to, to marinate another year, then so be it. Uh, if they're not ready, they're not ready. I mean, you don't want to necessarily, like you said, and being our number one prospect. But, uh, you know, Fido, I mean, there there, there is. There, there's something to these young guys who get their chance and get to sit up there and, and intermingle. And they, they bring something to the club as well. I just don't, you know, I don't know if they're ready. I don't, I don't know. Right. I mean, that's what we're anxious to find out. That's what spring training's yeah.
0: about. Yep. Yeah, you'll find out because they're going to play. They'll play a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to my favorite topic of the night. We've talked about this a bunch on all the podcasts. It's never too early. And I'm we're just going to do a real, just talk about just the batting order.
2: Oh, all right. That's it. We, yes. we we will obviously revisit,
0: this. we'll revisit this before opening day, but the thing about the Astros is there's not, there's not a whole lot needs to be that the, that's left to be known on the lineup, the starting lineup. So not what you would want, not what our former manager would screw up. <laughs> what do you think, our new manager, Joe Espada is going to do. Okay. So that's, so we all have our opinions, what we would do. What do you think Joe Espada is going to do with the starting batting order and who wants to go first? Sure. I'll go. Uh, Okay. I'm going to
1: say you're, you're not going to see, I'm going to just guess, obviously I don't know, but I w- I'm going to say you're not going to see a whole lot of changes in the in the the top part of the lineup. I think I mean obviously you got a Brave. I'm uh Altuve leading off. I would think Breggy I think Jordan this is where again <laughs> Is is Janair four? Do do you put him that high? And then, I mean, I don't know where a spot of believes the righty lefty stuff. So, you know, I'm I'm not sure what to think about, what to do with Tucker. And, and I know what your I, I know what your philosophy is. I know you. I know you're saying to put uh, Jordan second.
0: Yeah, but. Yeah, but remember I've, i you're right. You know absolutely, but you know, I'm I'm saying what do I think a spot is gonna do? Right. Not, with, so, not what not CK wants.
1: Right. So I, I can see uh I, I can I can see the top five not being much
0: different than it's been. Um well so then who do you have for? Or who do you think would be for?
2: Uh Tucker.
1: I I think, well, no, I think, I think he's going to do the righty lefty gig. And so I'm going to say, I'm going to say a brave. I'm going to say he's going to start off there. If if it, if it's rotten, it's rotten. And then he moves down the lineup. Um, Again, it could be very easily. Yon air could be four. You're thinking,
0: so you're, you're thinking of spot is going to do this, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean,
1: I'm, I'm just I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to be the drastic change initially. So five is Tucker, six. Who we got left? Uh, Diaz. I mean, there's Pena, there's McCormick, there's Myers. So I would go backwards, right? So nine would be uh,
0: Pena. Uh, no, no, that's surprising. You go backwards. That's shocking. Eight would be Chaz. <laughs> What
1: eight? I'm trying to think who's left. Who am I missing? Dubon Myers. Right? Who who oh. do you want starting in center? Where's our DH? I mean, sorry, so, in in left in left. Yeah, that's that's the question. I guess who is our DH?
0: And Jordan.
1: So, so who's our
2: left? Jordan, one? right? Jazz? Who, who you starting in left? And so you got ass- Myers.
0: So I would assume currently, I would assume in current situations that Jordan is going to start more in DH. Chaz is going to start more in left, and Myers is going to start more in center currently.
1: All right, so we'll go with Myers. do so we'll go uh, Myers Dubon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm with Jordan.
0: I mean, I would. A, a, I, would I would rather a, play Dubon, but
2: one's a GD Gold Glove
0: winner. He is. He is. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. I I, I cannot argue that because he did. Whether is trade bait
2: who didn't even get. <laughs>
0: Never mind.
1: So, okay. No, I, I don't disagree with you. So let, let me solidify this. I'm going to go Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, Yonair, Tucker. That's five. Six would be. Wait, you're going
2: Yonair uh, at four?
1: Mm-hmm. For okay. the time being. Tucker. Six would have to be, we'll go Chaz six. Mm. Wait, Abreu six. Yeah, you're forgetting Abreu. Chaz seven. Good God. Probably should have thought about this a little harder. <laughs> And what does that lead me, son of a? Pena, Pena and Myers. But yep. am I am I yeah. missing somebody else? No, I mean that. There's your eight and nine. Did I have seven? Oh, seven was seven was Chaz. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's either okay. Chaz or Abreu at yeah. that point. Yeah, I don't know where to put Chaz. I don't know where he's going to put him. All right. And Kruger, Kruger,
2: I'm going to step on your toes here before well, don't we butcher it like
1: I did. Yeah, that was before.
2: Butchered. Before we even move on, Neil, is there a think? Think about the order that you want, not the one that you think uh, that that is going to go out on the first day. I because I have I have
0: a very specific order that you want, that, or that's going to come out. Remember, there's two I different things want,
2: here that I want. Okay. That I want. I'll go while you think of that, Neil. Here, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll go. say what 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 I think is going to come out. I think it'll be. I I mean, I think it'll be pretty. It's not going to step on too many toes. I think it'll be a brave. I mean, uh, uh, it'll be a brave. It'll be uh, Altuve. Uh, it'll be Bragman. I think it'll be Jordan. I think that's done and done. Um. I I'm putting Tucker Yannier four, but I I agree. I I don't. I think Abreu, depending on his spring, goes in there at four or five, and then Tucker is right behind him. So interchange Tucker and Abreu at four and five. I think Diaz at six, uh, McCormick. Seven and then DuBon slash Myers, eight and Pena nine. And here's where I keep things the absolute same Pena at nine. And I loved it. I loved it. Even last year when he started. He's great. I
0: mean, he's great at nine.
2: When he started. I'm not going to say he started getting really good. I'm going to say when he started not sucking at the plate yeah. in the nine hole. How awesome was that? Agreed. And the fact that like, there is potential that like he could actually turn into rookie Pena. Like it would be incredible, right? Um, mm-hmm. So there's my my projected. But that's day what you want. Well, that's
0: what you. That's what you think is going to be rolled out. Yeah. All right, we'll go back around. I'm going to do what I – this is what I think is going to be rolled up by Spada, and I'll tell you why. Altuve, Bregman, Jordan, Tucker at four, Abreu at five, Diaz at six. I don't think the spot is going to put the pressure to put Diaz at four to start. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's going to have a ton of pressure managing the pitching staff. Um, they have a hard on – I mean, they have a liking to Abreu for some reason. So it's gonna be Brayu five, Diaz six, Chaz seven. I agree with you, Dorton. I, I would put uh I would put Pina at nine, but I think Pena will be eight. And I think Myers slash DuBon will be nine. Hmm. Okay. The Tucker, you I, I, I you Neil, you 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 know how I am. I, I would prefer righty lefty, but those two guys, those two guys hit lefty so well, they've proven it and they're our best hitters, so yeah, the more the more it makes. Yeah, sense. have to have Tucker protect Yordan. And, and guess where, guess
2: where Yordan's batting in my lineup?
0: <laughs> guess where he's batting in mine?
2: Two, one. <laughs> the new, the new cleanup. <laughs> ding, ding. You know, like number two. We, we, Kruger and I just put up the number two.
1: Yeah. I just, uh, more bats yeah for sure I, and i i'm just the mindset of i don't care as much about lefties righties as much as i care as who's doing well
0: you know i yes but i i do care about that but those your don and tucker have proven oh it yeah it doesn't yeah, yeah. matter no,
1: i'm not talking about those two specifically i'm just yeah. saying in general like i i don't care if it went like Altuve. Tucker uh Jordan. Like, here's
2: our well, best. If Tucker's three.
0: on
1: fire, if Tucker's on fire, yeah. put him at two.
0: Absolutely. Because if you move them up the lineup, they hit more. Yes. Shocker.
2: Weird. Whoever's <laughs> weird like, whoever's hitting it's weird like ball,
0: that. Whoever's
2: yeah. hitting the ball real hard, real far, should be batting two.
1: Right. Yeah. I, and I'm just Who's productive? Who's getting the job done?
0: Do you want my maximize all metrics lineup? Sure. All right. Maximize all metric. Go. Altuve. Jordan. Tucker. Bregman. Diaz. Chaz. Abreu. Myers slash Dubon. Pena.
2: I love it. I'm 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 all in
0: on that. Will that all out right. every? So let's let's say one more time. Fine. Now two, one. Jordan two. Tucker three. Bregman four. Diaz five. Chaz six. Abreu seven. Dubon slash Myers eight. Pena nine. Will that out 162 times and see what happens?
2: Sure. Please. I hate that Dubon slash Myers is one person. I hate it. I hate I, it. I just let's just put DuPont out there
0: and trade Myers I, at this point. I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm going to, I'm going to make a prediction. Myers does not finish the year as an astral. I agree. I agree. And I, I, that, I mean, think some of that we,
1: depends on some of this outfield depth.
0: 100%. No. Yeah. yeah well, that makes yeah, it, that yeah. makes it a whole lot easier. No doubt. Correct. Yeah.
1: I mean, because yeah. if you, if you trade Myers, who, Who's our, who's our backups? I mean, is it... Backups, know, where do you mean? Well? You mean at center? At, in our outfield.
0: Well, you, you know, Dubon's going to be the center fielder or Chaz. Right. You know, depend, right? I mean, that's the thing. You still have Chaz. He's like sure. center. He's proven it. I mean, sure. he basically made a World Series catch. Oh, he did. To ice the World Series. <laughs> now, I will say, Myers... Defensively, the metrics show that he's better. I, I'm not convinced that, but no, he's faster. Fine. Better than Jordan? Mm-hmm. Chaz. Yeah, the defense the defense oh, better. Metrics. than Chaz. Sorry. Yes, yes the defensive metrics show that he's a better defensive center fielder. Fine. You,
2: you, no, Chaz is Chaz is, you start Chaz because of his offensive
0: productivity. Period. Yeah. But you can have you can have Dubon in center, you can have Chaz in center. So, Neil, so then at that point, if you're trading Myers, so, so then you're going to bring up an outfielder, you're going to bring up Luper Fido, you've got Cabbage, um, you know, Jolts. Yeah, yeah, right. And, so, and that's,
1: that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, if we get rid of Myers at some point, we better feel good about what's behind that. Because, again, these guys, they're not going to play 162 games a year and the more that we're wanting jordan out of left field so you are saying maybe a third of the games he plays in left
0: well if so, you're playing so let's think about let's think about crunch time right september slash playoffs they don't you want jordan in left only at home again in that in in like if you have a choice in a larger ballpark, larger left field, you're going to want to go with Chaz or someone else out there. Sure. I mean, just defensively, that's what you want to do. So he's your DH. You know, he's mm-hmm. not a horrible – he's not a horrible left fielder. He's just not no. – you don't want him out. You don't want him to get hurt. Right. Right. And, and Yeah, it just
1: saves him. And, and I mean, that's, I that's still, my point. I still
2: – in that playoff game, when he went down up against that wall, it was a matter of like, well – there goes yep. this season, a season, and I hope yeah. he's not dead for and next, most of and next season.
0: I'll say and next season. Yeah.
1: And that's that's just my my fear is that yes, if they were all healthy, yes, we're, we're perfect. But name me again how many seasons Jordan has right. been, you know, injury free. Uh, so I, I just while we don't love Myers. We, right now I'm saying we need him. I mean, we need that fourth, fifth outfielder or what? I mean, he technically. Well, be no, you, third, no, fourth, I agree.
0: With, I, I agree with you because like you said, I mean, what happens if Payne gets hurt? Who plays short? Dubon. Mm-hmm. What happens if Altuve goes down again? Dubon. So, I mean, Dubon's not, I mean, he's, he's going to be, He's going to be the first injury that happens. Most likely is, I mean, he's going to be in the lineup at some capacity. they move pieces or whatever. But and I mean, he's real, your back. He, yeah, he's your backup right now in center, second, and short.
1: I was going to say, yeah, he's he's we're counting him like th- he's three guys. Yeah, and so if there's, I mean, Dubon's going to be. I mean, he's going to play a bunch, but I, I also have this fear too of which Dubon do we get? And that's probably a conversation for down the road, but he's had one good season.
0: I think, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, um, I, I'm, uh,
2: I, I, I'll i say this. He was serviceable two seasons ago, and he was above expectations at the Serviceable
0: course. at the plate? Serviceable in the field. In the field. I've never... I've never had an issue with him in the field ever.
2: Yeah,
0: he he he's he. I don't know if he was quote unquote serviceable two years ago at the plate, but I no his glove is his glove and arm are legit. Sure, no, 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 no doubt. No doubt,
1: and, and he he worked his tail off to to get sure. to to have the season that he had last year. So I I don't want to cheat him on that aspect. I, I just don't know that that that's a, again we're we're we've got this image of dubon as if he is on the brink of an all-star appearance um versatility yeah. yes he is he is hey. a huge asset for us hey
2: you know what at the first half of last season
0: I, he could have been the
2: fact that he wouldn't uh, i think let's rewind this tape <laughs> like i believe yeah, sure. i was I believe I was wondering why he's not on the all-star ballot.
0: Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> you did. Um, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't that far fetched. No, I agree. I agree. Um, real quick. Cause this could go down a rabbit hole and we probably need to talk about this during the season or lead up to the season. Um, I don't know what our percentages were, what we talked about with Bregman re-signing minor in the negatives. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's why. Here's why. I don't know if y'all seen this. He has changed his Breggy, bur, bre, breggy Bomb Salsa to Wild Soul. Don't know why.
1: Changed the name with,
0: of it. Changed the name of it. It's now got a son. And like he's from, you know, he grew up in New Mexico. He's yeah. moved to Arizona. Um, that's a little telling to me. The, the Breggy I mean, Bomb.
2: But does he, does he own that or is he just the spokesman for it? I, I honestly don't know. No, I I mean, I think he, 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 I mean, it's, he it's owns, on his, like the namesake and spokesman, right? Does he yeah. have like full ownership in this? This is his, I, no, his I business. I don't know,
0: but I know from a good source who we all know that he went up and changed the name to the Salsa and you can't do that unless you have majority own, own you know, percentage rights on top of that. He, uh, he's big into the horse racing side of things and he moved those, all those operations out to where Arizona. So, well, wow. Ryan's on the wall there. Yeah. You never know. You
2: never know. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to remain optimistic that this, this, uh, this dream is going to just continue (laughs) indefinitely. All right.
1: Yeah. I I, I don't, I don't think it's very high uh, either, but I do predict him to have quite the year. I mean, him him being in a contract year um, I think he,
0: I hope he does. I, don't know. Just pre- I hope he does. I just and 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 I'm not trying. to I mean, I just put pieces together. And newly 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 married, new kid, stuff like that starts happening. There's some stuff moving in place. I I, norton, I hope I'm wrong, dude. My kids when they were young, they wore number two for that guy. Like mm-hmm. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I just there's pieces that aren't I, I, adding up.
2: I tell you who I'll tell you who's going to be the most upset.
0: Christie, she's a big, mm-hmm. big Bra- big Bregman fan. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah.
1: There, I don't, yeah. I don't know that. I mean, you, you look at Springer, and Correa, Cole, whatever. I don't know that there, there'll be one that hurts like this one. Seeing him in, a, in another jersey.
0: Um, I agree with you, Neil. That that one will, that one will sting. Springer stung, but it's it's been okay because he hasn't been healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my wife in the background, she hears me and she goes, Springer stung. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Yuli so, didn't sting that bad. Mm-hmm. I got over Yuli fairly quickly seeing him in a Marlins. Uh, Bregman in another jersey is going to be it's going to be tough, and Springer did
0: Springer, but I, I yeah. think
1: Bregman will hurt more. It, just personally, I'm no. sure everybody has their own sure own thoughts on that. But I tend yeah. to
0: agree. I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree with you. So, all right. Um, fun. yeah, no doubt. So, I'm going to tease a couple of things. I'm going to get to the throwback player. We've got some guests lined up. I'm not going to say who. We got a little confirmation going on, and we're working on a couple of things, but I'm we're excited about it. We're going to do a little bit of a, a Astros, you know, we have more dome foamers material next week. Um, we're also going to do a college baseball preview for the Longhorns Aggies and the Texas state Bobcats who are all ranked preseason, which is cool. I'm a huge college baseball nut. I know Dorton's, love D- love Dorton's it. love, loves it too. Neil, he says that uh, his knowledge is down, but we're going to get him there. Yeah. Um, but um Man, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It starts next weekend, not this weekend, but the following. So we'll, there'll be news coming out on, on, on that for next week. But we're going to move over to the throwback player of the week. And as we've done in the offseason, we do a little rotation. So tonight, Dorton has got it. And obviously, our throwback player of the week is sponsored by Victoria Equipment Auction and VictoriaEquipmentAuction.com. Kenny and Kevin Griffin do an awesome job. If there's anything you need to – Put on consignment. Let those guys take care of it and handle it for you. They do an awesome job. Their next sale is March 2nd. They do one a quarter, and um, they do a great job. And you can call Clay at 361-935-2444, and those are the great people that sponsor the Throwback Play of the Week at victoriaequipmentauction.com. So, Dorton, fire away.
2: All right. uh, So today's uh, Throwback Play isn't a player, it is a bit unconventional. And it is someone who i've I've heard the name, but I've never dug in. And once I dug in, it was a moment of, how is this guy not a movie? How is there not a movie <laughs> based on this guy? And we're talking about Judge Roy Hoffines. So Roy Hoffines. The build, the, the he's the guy who brought the Astrodome and all things Astro, including Astro World, everything. He brought it. He brought it to Houston. So I'm gonna give you some some background on this guy. Just bullet points on some of the stuff that I've I've read, and it's it is uh, of a movie. All right, here we go. He was a part or full-time Colt 45s or Astros owner from 1962 to 1975. He saw a winning record twice Mm. and did not care. Could not. Couldn't care at all. And that's fine. (laughs) Rumor was he smoked 25 cigars a day. 25 cigars a day. Had a 57-inch waistline. And cufflinks, quote, as big and loud as cymbals. Hmm. He drove a long Cadillac limousine that he drove, he drove because he, quote, couldn't find a chauffeur willing to work his hours. Done. Ah. <laughs> he graduated from high school at 16, passed the bar at 19, and was a state legislator at 22. Kruger. Kruger. What were you doing at age twenty-two? <laughs> taking sure care of you, taking care of you two. I yeah. sure as heck was a nice. state legislator. He was a judge. He was a Harris County judge at age twenty-four.
0: Wow! Hmm. He's did, the he largest, did he grow up in Houston? Yep,
2: grew up in Houston. Okay, largest shareholder, largest shareholder in Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. I've heard that largest shareholder. Quote, he made P.T. Barnum look like 14 miles of bad road, (laughs) which, wow, what, he was inducted into the 2020 Houston Astros Hall of Fame. So he, he, in 20, in which it seems about fitting after like digging in that 2020 would be the year that he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Just a messed up year. And this guy was nuts. So what I want to dive into is, so he was he was a part owner of a very young Astros, uh, Colt 45s and Astros team that weren't good. Uh, however, he had three residence, residences over that tenure. And these are fascinating. So the first one is a place called Morgan's Point, which is... Uh, just kind of southeast. I don't know if you've heard of it. Southeast of of Pearland, where I am. But um, if you've heard of Kima, it's just, yeah, of course. It's it's about two or three miles east of northeast of Kima. Okay. And okay. it is it if you were anybody in the 40s, 50s, 60s, you bought giant. And I mean giant property and 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 uh houses there, right there on the bay. So it's right there on the Galveston Bay, and so it is full of these historic luxury houses, one of which was his. He called it the Huckster and, House. And clear blue water. <laughs> <laughs> not so much, not so much. However, this was, you know, this was also. Fifty years ago so a little bit different um uh my like side note on on morgan's point there is a straight up uh white house replica there's a house that is a white house replica Hmm. on the water still still standing today vacant like no one it's owned it's privately owned but no one lives there Hmm. it's nuts it's crazy so that's where his like fun place was uh, another place. He he obviously had a, a place in river Oaks and, you know, did all that, but then he had something called the celestial suite and it was at the Astro world hotel. Do you guys
1: mm-hmm. remember. remember? Have you heard of that? Yeah.
2: Remember that? I think that was, it was before our time, I think by the right across the street, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Caddy corner kind of, yeah.
2: It, it's the, I, I, can't remember what it's called now it's the uh i remember remember that place i remember it i vaguely recall it i vaguely recall it um so it's it's the Astroworld world hotel um the penthouse there he decked it out it was from 1969 to 73 he actually lived there Mm. um after he moved out they started renting it just as a straight up penthouse It went for $2,500 a night in 1973, Mm. $2,500 a night. What's the
0: inflation transfer on Uh, that? Yeah, no clue.
2: No clue. It was so lavish. Let me tell you this. This is a quote. It was so lavish. Elvis stayed there and said, quote, it's a bit gaudy for me. (laughs) That's awesome, but the big one that I wanted to talk about was. He lived for almost five years in the Astrodome. That's incredible. Which, I I learned today. I had no idea. He lived in the Astrodome. His primary residence was in the Astrodome. It was a uh, it was in right center field, and he. Had a basically, he took twenty five suites as his own, and just made it into his apartment. Okay, and in this apartment, he had let me. He had a barber shop. Obviously, he had a, a, a mini golf course. He had a billiard parlor. He had a puppet theater for his kids and grandkids. Oh my! He had a movie like a private yeah. movie screening theory. Uh, uh, screen. Um, he had a bowling alley, he had the the private terrace that had tables that looked out. But every single one of these rooms had a window that overlooked the field. Mm. So no matter where you were, you're looking so, at the-
0: which is awesome. So was w- would this be below the old time scoreboard? Cause you said right center.
2: Right center field, it would it would have been, yeah it would have been below remember, it just, i
0: mean not remember mean, remember the old jumbotron jumbotron what do you want to call it this scoreboard would lit up with the, the bull yeah, the, yeah, the wall. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, so it'd be the, below the shooter, this would be below that, that right right
2: below that it would have been right below that, right below that. Wow. and it was just 25 suites they ended up um it was in like 1975 or so is he he moved out they um and he he went ahead and just demolished it, and he put in uh, ten thousand seats where he used to live. So where he used to live, then went ten. I mean, we probably sat
0: somewhere near there at some point.
2: Sure. In our in our outfield, like
0: a hundred percent. So that tracks, and I'll need to I need to ask my dad. So before I was born, which was. We know seventy eight. My dad worked for a engineering firm that and helped design the seats they put in in the mid to late seventies. So that might that's funny. I'll have to ask him that it might be those that exact because they've been putting well they out. they were outfield seats because I remember uh, him telling me that. So that might be exactly what they are. That's incredible. That would be yeah. incredible
2: if that's the case. I mean, okay, here's I I can't even so. Like uh, you guys and listeners at home, you guys just need to go out and Google Hoffheinz Ast- Astrodome apartment, right? Just Google it, and and images will just start coming up. It is the most opulent. I'm looking at some of them right seen. now. It's the most opulent thing you've ever mm-hmm. seen. Uh, the crazy part is the one of the guys that he got to come in and design them was the set director for the original Willy Wonka movie. Mm. If that tells you anything, like, this is how freaking nuts it was. And so, and one of the things I was telling you guys before, uh, before we started here is there, one of the bars, one of the bars in his, in his apartment, because there were multi, there were many apparently. Uh, One of the bars was on a 20-degree angle, like tilt. Like the floor was tilted at 20 degrees purposefully, and it was done so just to mess with people after having a couple of drinks. They would get off the stool, and they couldn't walk. Another one was if someone asked, and this is all rumor. There's no anything here, but apparently if someone were to ask if someone – he didn't know or the people there didn't know would ask where the bathroom was. They would point him into the direction of a basically like a fake elevator. And it's, you know, it's right there. And all <laughs> the elevator would do was shake and it wouldn't go anywhere. And then the other side of it would open and it would just be a cobweb filled room just of nothing. You would love that, <laughs> Dorton.
0: <laughs> you would love
2: that. I mean, how crazy is that? Like,
0: who yeah. is this guy? John. Well, who when you when, when you own a team, you can do those kind of things. That's that's fascinating. So I didn't know all that.
1: I'm looking at a picture right now, so I, I was curious about the exact location, too. So, you've got the old scoreboard that spanned from left center to right center. So, just when the scoreboard ended is basically where his Cut. living room began.
2: Okay. All right. There you go. That's a,
1: that's That's awesome.
2: Oh, and one of the things that he had back there was a, he he had a presidential suite built with the seal in with the, the only reason that he did it was so LBJ would come. Mm. That's it. And and LBJ and Lady Bird came several times to Astros games.
0: That's like, crazy. That's he, good stuff. He had, I,
2: get, I, he had to get he had to get he, get he had to get express permission to put the presidential seal in the apartment or in the the suite. And so, you know, when you're this guy, I guess you can just call the president and he did. Yeah. And LBJ was like, "Cool. Yeah, sounds good. I can't wait to go to some games and stay there." <laughs> and he did. I
1: think, I think you're right. Why why is there not a movie?
2: Why? This is the, when I read that he, well, oh, and for, his own and for limo. every it, he drove his own every, limo because he couldn't find a chauffeur who would work the hours.
0: Yeah, for and t- a, yeah. U, a U of <laughs> U of H forever. Their their basketball arena was called the Hofheinz Pavilion.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Which forever. Is now, which is now no longer called Hofheinz. What is it?
0: Probably Tillman Ferretta, whatever. Fertitta. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fertitta, Fertitta, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ratita
2: Center, you betcha. Oh, by the way, he was also the mayor of Houston twice.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine what goes on of being the mayor of freaking the city of Houston? Uh, uh, pass, hard no, pass. I can't. He hard was, pass. but he was, he was obviously hard pass. Well connected. Uh, I mean, for a number of reasons, but wow, that's crazy. Good stuff. That's, I mean, I, I learned stuff. I, uh, I didn't know all that, so that's crazy. Um, hmm. that was a good one. Well, boys, we're in the off season. So, in closing, anything y'all want to touch about? Anything you want to touch on real quick before we uh, move move on to uh, getting this thing wrapped up? Good. No. All right. Hopefully, we get some uh,
2: some some action going in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So,
0: little little over a little over a week before everyone reports. So that'll be fun next next week. They'll be reporting. Um, We'll get to get we'll we'll get to get all those wonderful Forrest Whitley updates of him throwing. Um, Look, can't wait! Can't so excited! So excited!
1: Well, it's either him or McCullers. Which one do y'all want?
0: (laughs) Is McCullers (laughs) going to bring his coffee? Do we get free coffee? At least, at least, Whitney's not taking up fifteen million a year. There you go. See, there's a positive. But um, so like and share, subscribe helps us. It helps us get the Dome Fumers podcast and name out there. Neil will put something up for uh, someone to win a fan favorite from Two Gringos Chupacabra and the great people there. Like, subscribe, subscribe, rate, review, give us feedback. If there's things you want us, us to touch on, if there's questions you have during the week, reach out. To, we've got Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all of it. The missing YouTube. one YouTube, absolutely, yeah. So appreciate everyone listening to episode thirty-eight, and uh, we will wrap this bad boy up. With that being said, oh, hold on,
1: hmm.
0: Re- real quick, UIL, get a clue when you're doing realignment. Hmm. I Just want to throw that out there. I was asked Uh-oh. to, I was asked to put that at, in a podcast. Um, uh Oh, you yeah, know Victoria. when you Victoria when you have not- a. When you have a district that you've been in for almost three plus decades, with the exception of maybe one or two realignments, that's 85 miles away and there's four or five teams there. The good thing UIL would be to send them a hundred and hundred and eighty 180 miles um, mm. and 140 miles and 120 miles. I mean, I don't get on many soap boxes. Well, yes I do, but <laughs> this is ridiculous.
2: But, yeah who you're, drew talking, about, that, you're talking about you're talking about victoria's realignment
0: yes who drew yeah. that
2: that's insane
0: me asking, i know y'all went through it i, I don't
2: how yeah. so, I, I, so just to work. give some background victoria <laughs> went from what the, in their district was who
0: moody miller ray carol Cor, Corpus, Corpus, yes Vic not Van far Bet- from in, victoria texas not 85 mi- 85 miles not far. for all of their, for all of their games, by the way. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> Vets Memorial goes up, you know, they go to five, a division one. Um, so the rest of the schools to stay five, a division two. <coughs> I didn't, I, and they, uh, mo- they've sent, instead of keeping Victoria West in that district and, you know, maybe adding a, a Gregory Portland who was added to that district, they decided to send them to Kerbill, Tybee, Bernie, Alamo Heights and San Antonio vets.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, on a
0: bus, Victoria through downtown San Antonio to Kerrville is at least three and a half hours on a bus. Yeah, has to be. That's that's rough. It takes me an hour and fifteen to get to Kerrville from where I'm at New Braunfels, and that's if I'm in a car going eighty miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't mean to get on soapbox, but I wanted to but put you, that out there.
2: But you know who, you know who, who won't care, won't cur next year when he's, when he's got a winning record? Coach Boyce. He won't care. <laughs> he won't care one bit.
0: No, man. He'll, he'll get him, he'll get him going. It's just common sense. If there's anybody that can do it. It's Coach Boyce. I'll tell you yep. what. Neil, how was all getting realignment? I know we talked briefly about it.
1: It's, it was different. It was a little bit different. We, uh, we had been, uh, I, I guess the main thing here is we we picked up uh Belleville, who uh, I don't know if you heard they're of them, they played, yeah, they played in state championship, so uh, picked they're, up they're them okay. and uh, picked up Madisonville, which always pretty pretty salty program. So we've got a work cut out for us to say the least, picking up two two big ones, and we lost. Gonzalez and Smithville, So we kind of went a little bit east, I guess you could say. So. All
0: right.
1: Play, you I guess I absolutely.
0: Yeah, play. New Braunfels, New Braunfels in my yes. world. We went down from 6A to, the, to 5A Division one because we're up a new school. Um, and it didn't get any easier. Um, we got to back in back with Smithson Valley, which we belong. We belong with Smithson Valley since it's right down the road yeah and some other schools but it'll be fun you follow a lot more when your kids are involved you know <laughs> <coughs> or, yeah, or you it's bad. your
1: job or, yeah
2: true
0: or, or that's <laughs> your that's your gig yeah you yeah
1: know. <laughs> all
0: right boys well with that being said go strokes go strokes go strokes